Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. And normally on this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter, but today we are back, not with more God Emperor of Dune, but with more entries from the Dune Encyclopedia, and do we have a couple of doozies for you. Oh, don't we? Oh, my goodness. I am Dune. so excited. Dune. <laughs> Dune is weirder than even I thought. Dune. Every time I think it can't get weirder, it gets weirder and funnier. I'm so happy I found like a hilarious entry. Mine, mine is hilarious in that it exists at all. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go first. I have found another animal. Please. Oh, Weird boy. animals of Dune. <laughs> this is your, your side gig. This is my side, side gig. Project. Uh, this week, I will be reading to you all about the Thorse. Okay. Spell? T-H-O-R-S-E. Thorse. Oh, actually, that's pretty great because the Thorse actually plays a part in mine as well. Oh my gosh. What are the odds? <laughs> Simpatico. <laughs> yes. Um... I was just casually scrolling, thinking like, oh, I got to find a good one. And this dude is like, Thorse. Well, mm -hmm. this is it. Whatever whatever a Thorse turned out to be, I was going to talk about it because Thorse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to. Scientific name, Thorsis, Thorensis. <laughs> of course. I don't know if it's Latin or if it's just <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Right. Orange but it's probably Catholic, the best. Whatever. It's the best uh, scientific name for any animal, I think. It's pretty um, good. Except for, and this has always been my favorite since I was a kid, the, I believe it's the Western Lowland Gorilla, mm. because their scientific name is Gorilla, Gorilla, Gorilla. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it was on a poster I had when I was a kid, and it was always just like, I have a fact. <laughs> Someone needs to redo that poster, but make it look like the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies poster. <laughs> just have a gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still haven't seen that. I want to, but I would have seen Me it immediately neither. if it was about gorillas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got Lee Pace in it, so kind oh. of. He's Lee Pace gorilla, and gorillas. <laughs> Where do I sign up? They're making that new Planet of the Apes. Get some uh. gorillas and Lee Pace. I mean, if you're going to keep making those, you might as well. Look, Andy Serkis needs another house or something, and I support I him. I, I love Andy Serkis, and I, I mean, as I'm not one to judge people. If you love those Planet of the Apes movies, that's awesome. I hear, actually, like, the last couple were really good. They were. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I'm not judging. It's like... I'm one of those people who's like, as long as they keep making Pacific Rim movies, I'm going to keep seeing them. Oh, what's this? Another Cloverfield movie? Yeah, I'm going to go see yeah. that. I was very excited yeah. when I saw that that, that was announced. Mm -hmm. I hope that it's like the previous two where there's like absolutely nothing to do with Cloverfield until like the last <laughs> five minutes. And then suddenly it's yeah. like, surprise, it's the Cloverfield I, monsters. It's so funny because like, Brian actually got we we went to see uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane in the theater, mm -hmm. and I loved it. I yeah, thought it yeah, was me great. Too. It, I mean, and it it is a really good movie, and like 
he enjoyed the movie for what it is, but he was so angry that they weren't explaining like any of the Cloverfield stuff and like, what are the monsters <laughs> and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. This isn't even anything to do with it. That was just like, it's not worth it for me to see these movies with you in the future. Cloverfield uh, was still my favorite because I think it was one of the first real internet things that was oh, like, yeah. ooh, it's got all these tie-in things. and Yeah, to Lost, too. To Lost, and if mm-hmm. you you know play back the message at the end of the movie, it says something else, and mm-hmm. just all that good stuff. Uh, also, I would like to point out that, at least on the PDF version of the Dune Encyclopedia, which is what I operate with, <laughs> um, Thorse is on page 666. Oh, nice. <laughs> the mark of the Thorse. <laughs> I love it. So this is not very long, so I'm going to read it, at least most of it, because this is so much information about the Thor. I just Thor. I'm excited. All right. <laughs> a six-legged animal used as a beast of burden throughout the empire, unknown in the times of Muad'Dib, Thorses were introduced on Arrakis after the ecological transformation of the planet was completed. Phylogeneticians. Gen- Mm. That would be phylogeneticists, but okay. Mm -hmm. And other biologists differ over its ancestry and origins. Its six-leggedness is unique, for no other known mammal possessed six limbs, although a very few species found only on ecats have rudimentary mid-torso organs. However, these creatures, most notably the slandi and the plake, these are all nonsense words. These are just, yeah, that's just syllables mashed up together. The slandi and the plague have no other <laughs> resemblance to the Thorse, and most authorities now feel the coincidence is merely accidental and that the Thorse is the only true hexapet. Long bred for strength and sturdiness, the Thorse is particularly well suited to planets with a wide range of climates. The fur-bearing Thorse, Thorsis thorensis no. Myersi, oh, was hunted to the point of extinction after Leto II banned all traded whale fur. Come on. The people need their whale fur, Leto. Come on, man. I mean, he's like, you know, I'm a giant worm. They're giant <laughs> whales. We kind of got to have each other's backs. You it wasn't I mean? banned. He just used it all. He's just wrapped in an <laughs> immense fur coat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was saved when Leto extended the ban to the Thorse and other fur-bearing mammals. Oh, so he was he's anti-fur. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean... You know, these Gen Z politically correct kids. Just kidding. He only likes I'm it also, if it's vintage. Yes, I'm also anti-fur. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll wear vintage fur because it's already been made, but I'm not going to buy a new fur. No, no, no. Some authorities, most notably Noah Arkwright, of course. Known authority, <laughs> Noah Arkwright. I'm sorry, that is a little on the nose. Just a bit. My name is Noah Arkwright. Hello. Oh, God. My name is Leto Worm Dude. My name is Jesus Saves a Lot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's right with an R. I mean, with with an R, obviously. With a W. Yeah, So, an arc right. (laughs) An arc maker. Yes. Noah the arc maker. Very... Very good. I love this name drop. Like, we're all going, oh, of course, Noah Arkwright. (laughs) Known Thorse enthusiast. (laughs) 
Some authorities, most notably Noah Arkwright, maintain that Leto himself was responsible for the introduction of the, of the Thors throughout the Imperium. Arkwright suggests, with some cogency, that the slowness of the Thors, even the fastest beast, is capable of little better than 10 kph, would make its use for transportation difficult, if not virtually impossible. And as one unattributed cynic cited by Arkwright once remarked, quote, a population which walks is easier to control, end quote. Well, yeah, because then a giant worm can roll after you. <laughs> We've already established this. They he, roll. He's rolling all over town. <laughs> yeah. Physical description of the beast is a far simpler task than tracing its phylo- phylogeny. Phylogeny? I don't know. Adult Dude, members of the don't breed. Ask me have been known to weigh over 2,000 kilograms and extend nearly Ooh. six meters long. That's a Des- huge bitch. That's a big-ass six-legged horse. Yes. Despite their large size, their nutritional needs are relatively small, and the creature's multiple stomach digestive systems permit ingestion of almost any type of vegetable matter. This fact alone permits its employment on many planets. Phylogenetically, it appears that the thorse is unique. Well, yeah, it's a thorse. Yeah, of course. It's a six-legged horse. A thorse is a thorse. Of course. Of course. Of course. No fossil remains of the thorse have ever been found, and many biologists have wondered about its apparently sudden introduction, imperium-wide, within a few hundred years after the accession of Leto II. It was first found on Bella Tegus. 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 Uh, but was soon carried to hundreds of other planets where its characteristics made it a common burden animal of choice, replacing other older species, such as the horse. Mm, R.I.P. The rhino zebra. The who? The rhino dash zebra. Mm. And the fandor. Again, we are just... Making up nonsense at this point. I need to know what a Thandor is. I need to know what a rhino zebra is. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, I kind of figured it was, you know, as advertised, but is well, it, granted, like, but like, a is zebra it a, with a horn or is or it like is it a, a striped rhino? With rhino? A, right. Like, I need to know these things. Um, one scholar in the later Latonian era, whose name was ordered expunged from imperial records, suggested that Leto himself had ordered the Tilaxu to breed an animal to his specifications. If this indeed be the case, it would mark the first time, aside from the preservation of the Duncan Idaho's, Mm. Duncan's Idaho, (laughs) (laughs) that Tilaxu biological science had been suborned to imperial whim. The Thoris itself varies in colors. Oh, a Thoris of a different color. <laughs> Although its distinctive physical characteristics are quite uniform, its gestation period is approximately 210 standard days, and multiple births no, are the norm. Thank you. Some people raise the thorse to provide food. Well, stringy, the meat is tasty, and its flavor resembles that of other quadrupeds. Mm. The thorse, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't. I'm not comfortable with the thought of eating a thorse. I'm no. Not. I'm not here for that. However, I would like to see a horse. Now, wasn't Odin? There's no picture. Didn't Odin's horse have six legs? Uh, I think it had more than that, but yes. Oh. It's also Loki's kid. Right. It's, yeah. I know that. (laughs) Oh, Loki. You cad. I'm, that I'm horse. Look it up now. Yes, that Eight-legged, horse. Yeah, uh, appears in the first Thor movie, 
Um, yeah. But they do not mention if it's Loki's kid or not. Right. I mean, I'm choosing to believe it is. <laughs> okay. I mean, we already they've they already made waves when they made him canonically bisexual. Like, yeah. They I don't know if they wanted to go there with the horse thing, but you know, Loki oh, sure. does what Loki does. Loki's gonna. I mean, look, he's he is literally horny. He's wearing those big horns. <laughs> he's always down to go. Loki's like, got a Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Thor's. I like it. Very Thor's. good. Ex- excellent choice. Thank Megan. you. So mine is a little different. Um, I'm going to actually because um, it was a longer entry, so I read through it and I wrote up a little summary. But I'm. <laughs> Even the entry itself is kind of different because it's not a descriptive entry. It's okay. I'll just start. I chose for mine uh, the planet Gamont, G A M O N T. This is the third planet of Nishwe, located in the Imperium for it, noted in the Imperium for its hedonistic culture and exotic sexual practices. Hell. So this was in the Rackus Finds. Um, this, uh, sort of diary, um, account from a Bene Gesserit sister who was, um, pre-Muadib, like pre-Atreides, um, probably pre-Harkonnen, um, you know, era of Arrakis. Um, and she wasn't on Arrakis. I'm just, just to establish during the Mm -hmm. timeline, like where this, where this is taking place. So the entry is basically like a series of journal entries, um, from the point of view of this reverend, uh, she's not a reverend mother. She's a Bene Gesserit sister, but she is one of the sisters that sort of, uh, service services, the other, the rest of the sisterhood. So she Mm -hmm. serves on Wallach nine as the head laundress in like the main Bene Gesserit compound. Oh my God. You go through so. all that Bene Gesserit training and you have to do the laundry. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess like the people that don't really have like a talent for the things that the Bene Gesserit like usually do, That'd you know, be they me, do man. take in, like they do take in just like, you know, it's a lot like in wheel of time, how like, certain Aes Sedai like don't have a lot of power and they end up just being sort of bureaucrats and administrators and whatnot. So it, it's very similar to that. So we're kicking off with this Bene Gesserit sister named Sister Matilda. She serves as the head laundress in the main Bene Gesserit house. Uh, one day she's introduced to this Lord and his Mintat. Now the Mintat decides he's going to play a little trick on Matilda and he sort of, like, he writes something down and he hands it to, like, one of the truth sayers. This is, like, at a dinner or something. They're all just kind of hanging out and, you know, milling around and, and socializing and whatnot. So this Mintat, like, writes something down. He hands it to one of the truth sayers. And then he says to Sister Matilda, like, ask me a question. Ask me any question. And the answer will be on this piece of paper. So she asks him, like, how many planets are in the liar system? Liar isn't the instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, so the truth sayer opens up the piece of paper and like reads out the answer, and that's like the correct answer. Um, and Matilda's like, "Son of a bitch! These these <laughs> mintats, man! <laughs> like mintats, what are you gonna do?" Uh, so it takes her like a day to figure out that she has kind of been pranked. That the mintat knew ahead of time that she was a laundress, 
before he asked her like what she did. Um, and as the laundress, he knows that she spends her whole days like staring at these big boxes of soap or washing powders, like soap powders. And what's funny to me about this, this is the first thing in this whole thing that I found hilarious, was that there's advertisements on these boxes, on these boxes of soap. The advertisements for, uh, you know, it's a contest. Guess how many stars are in the liar system or how many planets in the liar system. Um, so now she knows like, oh, that's how he figured out what I was going to ask. Cause like, that's what I'm looking at all day. But then she's like, I have the answer. So I'm going to enter the contest. So she enters the contest and wins. And, <laughs> uh, turns out that the prize is a two week, all expense paid trip to this planet, this pleasure planet called Gamut. Now, Gamut is a lot like, um, if you watch TNG, it's like the planet Risa, but it's mm -hmm. also very much like um, Westworld <laughs> in that okay. there are a lot of separate like experiences, like especially if you saw the HBO show, they had like Westworld and then they had Samurai World and then they had the Raj, which was like, you know, colonial India. And, you know, later on they had like a, a 1930s jazz world <laughs> you know it was very like uh it's very much like that like there's all these little experiences that you can go into like a kinky disney basically <laughs> kinky epcot so <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it's kinky epcot so <laughs> sister matilda goes to her mother superior and she's like look i haven't had a vacation in like 40 years I won this contest. I really want to go. And the mother superior is like, absolutely not. You cannot handle this. You will you will have a heart attack and die. And she was like, <laughs> I have been doing laundry for the Bene Gesserit for 40 something years. Like, I am made of iron. I can do this. Like, you know, it is a very physically demanding job. Yeah. So, like, she's tough. She's tough. She has a certain amount of toughness. However, she's also very innocent. And very, mm, not the brightest. I, you can see why she wasn't made a full sister. So, the, the Reverend Mother, like, eventually, like, is like, fine, you can go as long as you take um, this other sister with you, uh, Sister Bertha. Okay. Matilda so, and Bertha's big adventure. Yes, it is. It is very much um, <laughs> Matilda and Bertha uh, go to, what is it, um... Vista Del Mar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like they get there and the first, this is the second hilarious thing in this entry. So Matilda's writing in her journal. She's like, okay, we just arrived on Gamut. Uh, kind of interesting. The people here are interesting. Like these beautiful, like young boys came up and gave birth and I, these unmarked plain envelopes and they're full of these beads. The beads are what they use for currency on this planet and the Bene Gesserit sisters always get the biggest haul of beads. Okay. Anyone that comes on gamut. Um, you know, she's kind of, they're, they're at whatever the spaceport or whatever. And she notices that there's these people in like robes and they're singing songs. They're, they're very Hare Krishna. They're giving out pamphlets. Um, and they're called, they're called the Sardaukars of Salvation. <laughs> the Sardaukars of Salvation. So Matilda's like, 
I kind of maybe I'll get a pamphlet from them. I'm interested. I would like some religious reading to do on my vacation because you know she's just that girl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then she finds out that by law, the Sardaukars of Salvation cannot speak to people who are arriving on Gamut. They can mm-hmm. only speak to people who are leaving. So you know, after you've done your sinning, then you can have you know your one-on-one with the Sardaukars of Salvation. <laughs> So that's the first hilarious thing that happens when they uh, land on this planet. So, you know, they check into their little uh, resort or whatever and everything's fine. They go to bed excited for the for the day ahead, you know, excited for this vacation. In the middle of the night, Matilda is woken up by the sound of heavy breathing. She thinks it's Bertha, that maybe Bertha's homesick because neither of them have left Wallach in a really long time. Like, it's been (laughs) decades. So (laughs) she turns on the light and she's like, I'm going to comfort Bertha. But instead, she finds a young, handsome man with a mustache in her bed. Now, this gentleman introduces himself as Ahmed, and he is her guide to the pleasures of Gamut. Well, all right. Matilda is immediately horrified. Get out of my bed. Who are you? I don't know you. That's my purse. I don't know you. You know, just like <laughs> immediately is not having any of it. She call she like Karen's, you know, her way out of it, calls the managers like, you got to get this guy out of my room, blah, blah, blah. Um, all of her hollering and ruckus like wakes Bertha, who also discovers that she has a young man in her bed. This is Pole, P-O-L, Pole. Uh, so more yelling ensues. They end up getting things worked out with the manager smoothed over to where uh, Ahmed and Paul are like, okay, fine. We'll leave you guys alone. It's nighttime. We'll come back in the morning and we'll show you around the town. You know, it could be as, as innocent as you want it to be. Right. Okay. So they get up the next day and this is when Matilda realized that it's basically a Westworld esque park. Different worlds or experiences you can go into and live out your fantasies. And the first one they go to is called Eden. Uh, you have to check your clothes at the door and they <laughs> have costumes available. For, so I just wanted to read this bit uh, about the costumes. Um, okay, this is directly from Sister Matilda's journal. First, we went to Eden. There was a woman dressed up like a snake at the entrance who wanted us to check our clothing and pick a costume from the rack. On the rack marked Adams were all of these leaves of all different sizes, but made of cotton. They were all marked extra large. (laughs) There were different brands too. Fig, Conan, Stud. Although what kind of a tree a stud is, I can't say. Well, I certainly wasn't going to get undressed, so we didn't go into Eden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so after that these ladies she are says, not having a great vacation no she says you know Ahmed isn't there a seashore or something we can go to you know a little grandma type vacation they just want to go to the seashore they want to drink tea and they want to look at the waves who doesn't right exactly he says yes we do we have a world here called Nantucket <laughs> so no they- Yes, <laughs> Nantucket. <laughs> we came to a world called Nantucket and decided to have lunch before going to the beach. There was a restaurant called the Flipping Frog. Food all right. I mean, this is like just one long Yelp review. 
There was a Entertainment 2, a man and woman sang a very funny but sometimes puzzling song. The song is basically a body, like, you know, shanty. It's, like, very dirty. Well, they're in Nantucket. I mean, they're in... I like, mean, you know, what was, happens Central. on Nantucket. Right. <laughs> um, and at this point, you know, Bertha is really starting to enjoy herself. And she gets into this very, like, what happens on Gamut stays on Gamut mindset. Or winning Gamut, do as the Gamantons do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's at this point, for no reason, she tells us, oh, I almost forgot. It literally says, oh, I almost forgot. Gamut has seven days in its week. They're called, and he, these are the days of the week, Fun Day, Man Day, TWO Tuesday, Woman Day, Threes Day, Try It Day, <laughs> and Saturday, but guess how Saturday is spelled? <laughs> Saturday, S-A-T-Y-R-D-A-Y. So from here on out, all of Matilda's entries are in this date format. So the next day is Woman's Day. Sunday fun day. <laughs> right. So the next day, uh, she has a little scare. Matilda has a scare. She and Bertha... Oh, boy. <laughs> she lost track of Bertha in Harem World. I'll just say that. <laughs> they go into Harem World, and oh, my goodness, the things they ask you to wear, it's all sheer... Full and gathered, pretty gold belt, hand wash, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so there, she, she just doesn't get it. She doesn't get that this whole thing, this whole destination, this entire planet is about sex and physical pleasure. Uh, it's just not registering. She's like, this is weird, but whatever. So they go into harem world, which, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Would you yeah. like to hear... Would you like to hear some of the other worlds that are... I absolutely would. Available. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got uh, Eden, obviously. We've got that. Uh, we have Harem World. We have Nantucket. We have the old plantation. Nope. Cr cringe. <laughs> yes. And my favorite, Gay Perry. And it is spelled P-A-R-E-E. -E. Megan, when I tell you I was reading this entry and I was like, I have struck gold. <laughs> oh my God. So there is this her book. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I want the adventures of Sister Matilda, honestly. So they go into Harem World. They're seated in these big, comfortable chairs. Um, and Matilda falls asleep because you know what? She's like 57 years old. Exactly. <laughs> she needs a nap. Um, but she comes to, she wakes up, it's, you know, an hour or two have gone by, and she's alone. She's like, where the hell is Bertha? <laughs> so she's like, starts yelling for her guides. She starts yelling for Ahmed and Pole, and they like come rushing out, like tucking in their clothes and, oh you know, buttoning up their shirts and everything. And she's like, I need you to help me look for Bertha. And they're like, oh, well, she's in the Sultan's chambers. And she was like, you wait out here because I don't want you to see her like in any state of undress. Like not getting the fact that they just came from that room where obviously there was some fucking going on. Yep. <laughs> so 
uh, that all happens. She is. Uh, she comes in. She finds Bertha, who is just naked as the day is long. She is relaxed to the max. She is feeling real good. She's going on about how the Sultan chose her. The Sultan chose me. <laughs> and, I mean, chose her for what? Matilda's wondering. And it's like, oh, honey. Oh, my God. Oh, Matilda. honey. <laughs> I know. So, you know, Matilda's starting to sour on this whole experience. But she's like, I'm going to try to make the most of it. So the next day, Three's Day, <laughs> um... <laughs> She's like, I'm fucking done. This is it. I've had it. I can see why the Reverend Mother did not want me to come here. I am not cut out for this place. I am mortified, horrified, all of the fides. So <laughs> this day she has, you know, gotten Ahmed to sort of squire her around. And, you know, they're in a little carriage being driven by a Thorse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So then she was like, oh, there's a souvenir shop I'd like to stop in and buy. Because she hasn't spent any of her beads at this point. Like, she's like, all of these beads are for, like, you know, experiences. And she has not spent a single one at this point. So she's like, I have all these beads. I need to spend them. I want to get some souvies for the girls back in the laundry. So they go into this shop and she's like, oh, it's all leather goods. Why are there so many whips? Thorses are so gentle. Why would anyone need to whip them? Um, honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> she missed a lot of Betty Jesuit classes, I think. I feel like they cover oh, yeah. all of this Betty Jesuit school. Well, I'm I'm actually getting to that, Megan. Okay. I'm not okay. done with this. This okay. tale is not done because as she's perusing the whips and harnesses. Jessica and, knows what to do with a whip. Right. All of, yeah, Jessica knows how to use the strap. So <laughs> They, you know, she's in this store, and then across the street, what does she see? She sees a Bene Gesserit house. Now, where do you think this is going, Megan? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, good old Matilda. Oh, sweet Matilda. She's like, I had no idea. I had no idea there was a chapter house here. I have got to go in and make my respects. You know, present myself uh-huh. as a bit of Jesuit visiting this planet. Like, I need to go in and, and introduce myself. Like, I just have to do that. Um, so she <laughs> goes across the street to the Bene Gesserit house, knocks on the door. A little wizened old lady answers the door, says, uh, can I help you? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm one of the sisters. I'm here. You know, I'm just here visiting and I wanted to come in and present myself and the the little lady kind of looks at her and she's like well they usually send the younger girls but she lets her in and says well I guess it takes all types which (laughs) rude (laughs) (laughs) so Matilda goes into this Bene Gesserit house and she's in like this you know foyer or whatever and the first thing she sees on the walls are photos of all these young, nubile Bene Gesserit sisters, including that young and smart Helen Mohayim. Hey! Al- although she is confused as to why Helen, it's a photo of Helen sunbathing. <laughs> so finally, the head of the house comes in and uh, she is called a procuratrix. 
<laughs> comes out and asks Matilda, she's like, can I help you? And Matilda's like, yeah, I'm a sister. I'm just here to, you know, to be here and see if I can be of service or whatever. And <laughs> the procuratrix says, are you a lay sister? And she says, what's a lay sister? Megan, can you see where this is going? Oh, Matilda. Matilda. So Matilda is so, you know, this poor woman, <laughs> like, lays it all out for her. Like, look, do you think that these girls, like, that go on to be consorts and wives, like, don't have to learn the art of pleasure? That's yeah. what this place is for. This is to teach young sisters the arts of pleasure. And... <laughs> Matilda is so disgusted. She is so outraged um, that she's like, fuck this. I'm out. You know, <laughs> and her friend is like, hey, you know, we have all these beads left. Why are you leaving? Bertha, poor Bertha. And she's like, you know what? You can have my beads. Have a great time. I'm taking off. I can't do this anymore. So she checks out. And... uh <laughs> I just want to read the last paragraph because I found it very, very funny. All this right. is the very last paragraph of the entry. Okay. When I checked out this morning, I just sat in the lobby. I didn't know where to go. I don't care about Eden or the old plantation or harem world, but I don't want to go back to Wallach either. I'm not young, I know, but I'm not stupid. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not sneaky either. <laughs> there are things I can do and do well that ought to be enough for anybody. I won't use other people because I wouldn't want them to use me, and I won't be a part of anything that does. I know just what my duty is. I need to tell the Emperor just what's going on here. Oh my god, Matilda. Then it's, then it's his problem, and I wash my hands of the matter. Pole and Ahmed are here. They flipped a coin. They say it's a local custom. And Ahmed is my guide today. <laughs> Oh, honey, that's not a local custom. <laughs> so this diary goes in an envelope for the Imperial Mail. I'll have Ahmed take it there. Then I'm going to take my bags and go ask for a job at one of the other places I saw. With my experience, I know there will be something for me to do at Suds and Bubbles. And that is the entry on Gamut. Wow. What a journey. That what an incredible journey. Is astonishing. Isn't that amazing? Why isn't that a whole book? I know. I'm I was furious. so happy reading it. I was so happy. I was like, I want more of this. This is so weird and so funny. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. You're very oh welcome. <laughs> so, Sister Matilda, I am raising a glass to you tonight because bless your heart. Bless it so hard. Oh, There's just no other thing to say to that than, oh, bless your heart. Oh, my God. But if you get a chance, read the entry in the June Encyclopedia on Gamut. It's very funny. There's lots of little details that I'm leaving out, like the fact that... After she just, like, completely stops giving a shit, she starts scratching out the, like, the names 
the dates in the gamut system and like rewriting them in the Wallach system. Like it's not Three's Day, it's whatever. Whatever day they say on Wallach 9. So that's it. That's that's my entry for the week. That's amazing. <laughs> what a week. I know. I know. And we did not plan to have anything remotely connected. No, we just the Thor's wanna... brought everything mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that Leto possibly like sketched out a weird ass six legged horse and was like, make me a bunch of these. But I mean, I guess <laughs> I, I mean, can't be surprised at anything he does. I mean, seriously, he sketched out a fucking wolf with giant shoulders and was like, I want this guy. I want giant wolves. I want a six-legged horse. I want 75 (laughs) Duncan Idaho's. This is why you should not have emperors that are nine years old. Not nine-year-olds and not 3,000-year-olds. You got to find that happy medium. Yeah. Because nine-year-olds are going to want to do that all the time because they're kids. Mm -hmm. And then once you're 3,000, you're going to be so bored that's all you're gonna like, want to do because you have nothing, yeah you'll just nothing be else like doing new. huge spice bong rips and being like mm, i don't know a man horse? Like a horse it's got a legs. horse but like with some extra legs yeah i don't know man it's not a horse we're gonna call it i don't know man a, a thorse 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 thor- that's it that's fucking yeah it. put that samuda on now <laughs> yeah that's <sighs> amazing Oh, Amazing, Matilda. I'm glad Sister Bertha had a good time. Bertha was having the best time. And what's so funny is after she found her in Harem World, <laughs> she like handed put Bertha into the care of her little minder pole and was like, "Make sure you you stay with her all night and make <laughs> sure she's okay." And it's like, "Oh, honey, oh, honey." <laughs> that's what they're there to do they're there to stay with you all night like oh my god amazing that's good thing she didn't run into Riker she couldn't handle yeah, I that know. well I mean she did describe Ahmed as being a very handsome young man with a mustache so you never know <laughs> could have been yeah <laughs> amazing yeah, so that's it. That's my entry for the week. And uh, yeah, do we have anything else going on this week, Megan? Uh, no, I don't think we do. It's just your average week. Yeah, so well, then we'll be back next week with more God Emperor of Dune. So that ought to be fun. But in the meantime, you have, you know, put your head on your pillow and dream of doing what Sister Matilda couldn't do, I guess. Think of how you'd spend all those beads. Yeah, I mean, if, first of all, you can just go into these bondage shops and just buy stuff with beads. I I mean, I'm not even, like, really into that stuff, but I would be buying things just because I could. Exactly. Oh, i just go for some <laughs> of the clothes. Absolutely. Like or lack of. out. I mean, the, the whole thing about the fig leaves having, all being extra large so fucking funny it's like we know they're not all extra large but you know for to make our guests feel good they're all going to be extra large exactly yeah so oh boy amazing matilda it's good to know that some things never change yep and that some (laughs) ladies just want to go to the beach 
I, I mean, I sympathize. I felt bad for her. But also just like, come on. It is literally her a reference pleasure mother should have been a little more forthcoming. I agree, but I think maybe she thought it would be kind of hilarious. That's true. I wouldn't put it past yeah. a reverend mother. <laughs> so, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, everybody, as you know, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at WeirdingPod, at WeirdingPodcast, all those places. You can email us, WeirdingPodcast at gmail.com. We would love if you could rate and review if you listen to the show. If you're new, we'd love to see those ratings and reviews because they really help us out boost the podcast, have more people see it. All good things. Exactly. Yeah. But until next time, everybody, be nice. Take your Take spice. Your spice. <laughs> Bye. Bye.